Mr. Toobad had found his daughter Celinda in London, and after the first joy of meeting was over, told her he had a husband ready for her. The young lady replied very gravely that she should take the liberty to choose for herself. Mr. Toobad said he saw the devil was determined to interfere with all his projects, but he was resolved on his own part not to have on his conscience the crime of passive obedience and non-resistance to Lucifer, and therefore she should marry the person he had chosen for her. Miss Toobad replied, très posément, she assuredly would not. Celinda, Celinda, you most assuredly shall. Have I not a fortune in my own right, sir? The more is the pity, but I can find means, miss, I can find means. There are more ways than one of breaking in obstinate girls. They parted for the night with the expression of opposite resolutions, and in the morning the young lady's chamber was found empty, and what was become of her Mr. Toobad had no clue to conjecture. He continued to investigate town and country in search of her, visiting and revisiting Nightmare Abbey at intervals, to consult with his friend Mr. Glowry. Mr. Glowry agreed with Mr. Toobad that this was a very flagrant instance of filial disobedience and rebellion, and Mr. Toobad declared that when he discovered the fugitive she should find that the devil was come unto her having great wrath. In the evening the whole party met, as usual, in the library. Marionetta sat at the harp, the Honourable Mr. Listless sat by her and turned over her music, though the exertion was almost too much for him. The Reverend Mr. Larynx relieved him occasionally in this delightful labour. Scytherop, tormented by the demon jealousy, sat in the corner biting his lips and fingers. Marionetta looked at him every now and then with a smile of most provoking good humour, which he pretended not to see, and which only the more exasperated his troubled spirit. He took down a volume of Dante, and pretended to be deeply interested in the Purgatorio, though he knew not a word he was reading, as Marionetta was well aware, who, tripping across the room, peeped into his book and said to him, I see you are in the middle of purgatory. I am in the middle of hell, said Scythrop furiously. Are you? Then come across the room and I will sing you the finale of Don Giovanni. Let me alone, said Scythrop. Marionetta looked at him with a deprecating smile and said, You unjust cross creature, you. Let me alone, said Scythrop but much less emphatically than at first, and by no means wishing to be taken at his word. Marionetta left him immediately, and returning to the harp, said, just loud enough for Scythrop to hear, Did you ever read Dante, Mr. Listless? Scythrop is reading Dante, and is just now in purgatory. And I, said the Honourable Mr. Listless, am not reading Dante, and am just now in paradise bowing to marionetta you are very gallant mr listless and i dare say you are very fond of reading dante i don't know how it is but dante never came in my way till lately i never had him in my collection and if i had had him i should not have read him but i find he is growing fashionable and i am afraid i must read him some wet morning no read him some evening by all means were you ever in love, Mr. Listless? 
I assure you, Miss O'Carroll, never, till I came to Nightmare Abbey. I dare say it is very pleasant, but it seems to give so much trouble that I fear the exertion would be too much for me. Shall I teach you a compendious method of courtship that will give you no trouble whatever? You will confer on me an inexpressible obligation. I am all impatience to learn it. Sit with your back to the lady and read Dante. Only be sure to begin in the middle and turn over three or four pages at once, backwards as well as forwards, and she will immediately perceive that you are desperately in love with her. Desperately. <laughs> 